Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I am your host, Diamond James. Today's episode focuses on the 25th of August. I hope you're doing well, I hope you're on a good day, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today's episode, I thought I'd do something a little bit different, to a degree. Today, I'm going to talk about my top three cinema experiences. Um, I say top three because obviously I've had like multiple experiences. I've been going to the cinema for a long time now. And every time you go there, every experience is an experience, if you know what I mean. Like, whether you enjoy the film, that's an experience. If you don't enjoy the film, that's still an experience. Um, whether there's somebody sitting next to you who's chewing really loud or they are on the phone, that's an experience. A, a horrible one, but it does happen. So that's an experience. Um, so these are my top three cinema experiences over the last couple of years, I've noticed. I think notice, but I um, kept with me if you want to say it like that. These are not like bad experiences to a degree. They're mostly just like funny, um, unusual, and just weird ones that really stuck with me for some reason. Like regardless of how many times I've gone to the cinema, these are the three that stick with me for some weird reason. So here we go. Experience number one. Back in, I think, 2015 or 2016, I went to see the new Jason Bourne movie starring Matt Damon. Matt Damon at the time was a part of this franchise called The Bourne. Uh, I don't know what you call it, The Bourne franchise. Jason Bourne franchise, yeah. Because each title of the movie has a different um, t- title, in a sense. So Jason Bourne was this, like, he starred, uh, sorry, Matt Damon, he starred in this action thriller conspiracy f- um, spy thriller movies, oh, franchise with the Bourne films. He did about three, and then the fourth one, which was sort of like a soft reboot, but also like a prequel, not a prequel, sorry, but like a, also a sequel, uh, which starred Jeremy Renner, which also took place between the events of Jason Bourne, the third movie, and then it had his own little movie with the um, Jeremy Renner um character, which personally to me should have just been a complete reboot reboot because it had the title Bourne in it, without Jason Bourne actually being in the movie a sense. The only difference is that this movie well, the only thing that connects Jason Bourne to this franchise, well, this movie at least, is that it's because it's taken place between the events of the third film and now this um spin-off, if you want to call it that. So Jason Bourne was the official fourth installment for Jason Bourne itself, which starred Matt Damon. And me and my mother went to see it, because my mum's actually a big fan of the um, Jason Bourne films themselves. And that's really cool, because I got to watch it with my mum. And I was a really big fan of the franchise as well. I think they were really cool. I really like government conspiracy movies, especially when they're done right. Not too cheesy or on the nose. I thought this one was just right, in my opinion. And during the course of the movie, we're watching it in the summer. So, midway through the summer, I guess, we were watching it. Midway through the movie, we're in the cinema watching it, and next thing you know, the screen just goes black. Complete black. No sound, no picture, just complete black. And for the most part, I was sitting to my, I was sitting there, I was thinking, wait, what? What the hell just happened? Like, this isn't the end of the movie. We're like mid- midway through the movie. Like, what the hell's going on? Everybody's just sat there, like, in silence. And then... Um, I think we get like 
a staff member or someone like, or maybe an, um, a siren. I can't remember which one it was, might be the staff member. Basically, it's hard we got to exit the building. Like, everyone in the building has got to exit the building for some reason. And we're like, oh, okay, something serious is going on. So I think it was more like, just like a, um, I think maybe something might caught fire or something like that. So I don't know, we, I don't really know what happened as such. All we know is like, the film starts mid halfway through. We all had to leave the building, wait outside the cinema. Lucky that it was summer, like I said, so the weather was quite nice. It was quite warm and it wasn't cold or raining or anything like that, like typical British weather. So I didn't mind waiting outside so much. <laughs> it was a bit frustrating because we had to wait a good, at least 20 minutes probably, before we could go back into the cinema. So by the time that we got back into it, um, I've got back into the cinema, I did find it quite hard to get back into the movie, in a sense, because my focus was disrupted, and everything else just felt like there was a big distraction, so now I can't really focus on what I'm watching, in a sense. I'm trying to focus on watching it, but I just couldn't really end up focusing on watching it again, so that took me out of the movie. Easily done, you know, stuff happens like this all the time. It's better to be safe and sorry, especially like there's something serious going on within the building and you need to be evacuated. So I completely understand not bitching about that whatsoever. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen the movie since then. It hasn't been that many. I think I've seen it at least once. I might need to go watch it again, but I know this one was my least favorite experience, uh, my least favorite movie of the Jason Bourne movies. I think it was well. I think that Matt Damon in this film, like, obviously he's gotten older over the course of these movies. Like the last Jason Bourne movie, with him in it, apart, apart from the one I just mentioned, was probably 2007, 2008. So a lot of time has passed since then. And right now, in 2022, he's, what, late 40s, 50s probably? I don't know how, how old he is, but I'm guessing he's around his 40s somewhere. But he's definitely in, at least in his uh, 40s. But anyway, he looked like really tired. He looked exhausted throughout the movie. Like you could tell he's gotten older. And I don't know whether that was part of the character or not. That he's, you know, because the character is be faking his death. Like he faked his death in the last movie, the Born Ultimatum. So I'm not sure if that was part of the character. Like, hey, he's faked his death. He's no longer on the run. He says he's living out a new life. So maybe that's part of the character's new look or new identity. I don't know. I probably wouldn't say his tiredness is the look for his new identity, but <laughs> that's probably just my speculation. My second cinema experience. Um, this was probably 2018, 17 or 18. I'm bad at dates for the most part. I think, yeah, 2017, because this was before the pandemic. Obviously, the pandemic happened in 2020. But I think it's safe to say 2017. I went to see the new Halloween movie, which starred Jamie Lee Curtis returning back to the franchise, which is really cool. Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm sure many people know who Jamie Lee Curtis is in terms of an actress. She basically made horror franchises in terms of the main antagonist, like a badass female antagonist, and she helped make she helped make that into a thing, which I thought was really cool. 
and she's one of the beloved horror actresses of all time. A probably beloved actress as well, she's really cool. And one of the things I liked about the Halloween movies originally was her character, um, Laurie Strode, and the chemistry she had with the serial killer, Michael Myers, who was also known as the babysitter, babysitter killer, the boogeyman, if you will. Um, this movie, the 2017 version, or again, 2018, whichever one it was, this is the first time that both of them have been on screen together in a lot, in a long, long time. And this one went back to his roots. They made it a direct sequel to the first movie, ignoring everything else that's happened. They even changed a bit of canon to the point where Michael Myers and Jamie Lee, uh, sorry, not Jamie Lee Curtis, well, obviously her, but not the character. <laughs> the character Lloyd Strode are no longer brother and sister, but they, they do reference that in the movie, which was quite funny. But in this universe's canon, they're no longer brother and sister. They're, the, they're just rivals who really, really hate each other and will do nothing to stop to kill one another, and even if it means taking your own life at the same time. I probably explained that really poorly, so I do apologize. <laughs> um, I like this movie because Jamie Lee Curtis was a really badass old grandma in this movie, who's got a bit of PTSD for the events of the uh, first movie involving Michael Myers. Like this character Michael Myers has really affected her deeply. It's cost her relationships, it's cost her relationship with her family, her daughter and her granddaughter. She's become a little bit of an alcoholic, which some people might have had a bit of an issue with because of the way it betrayed her. Like, oh, because she's got PTSD, she also must be an alcoholic. I can see people's issues with that. It didn't affect me personally, but I can see people's problems now. Um, so one of the experiences I had Going into this movie, was like, I was very excited. I remember I was paying for my ticket to check out. And I had a t-shirt on with Michael Myers on, on the front saying, Serial Killer. However, it was not Serial Killer, as in S-E-R-I-A-L. I don't think that's how you spell Serial Killer. It was also, this version of it was Serial Killer, as in like, the cereal you eat. And they had a picture of Michael Myers with a spoon in his hand, which I found quite funny. And even the woman who served me at the checkout even said, like, I really like your shirt. Like, oh, cool, awesome. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad someone got the reference, sort of thing. Tongue-in-cheek, easy to get reference, but I found that pretty funny. And I'm glad someone else enjoyed it as well. But the real experience, as I was waiting for the film in the screening room, uh, people were still coming in, as you do. It was still pretty early. The trailers had not even begun showing yet or adverts. And all of a sudden, I hear a door slam, as you usually do, but the doors are quite loud in that place, or in the cinema I went to, anyway. And a woman walks in, and I'm guessing she's been drinking before this movie, or she's on something else, because she just shouts out, Is this the one with Michael Myers? And everyone just looked like, what? Like, um, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, this is the one with Michael Myers in? Like, how do you not know that? Like, why are you going to see a Halloween movie? Like, if you don't like, you're not familiar with the character. I don't, like, obviously, not everyone's glued into the movie universe as most people are. But it's easy to do a quick Google search before you go see the movie. Like, is Halloween the one with Michael Myers in? Yeah, you might have seen the first one like many years ago, but probably don't remember anything since then, which is understandable. 
So it's easy to do a quick Google search, or you can ask someone at the um, checkout if someone's if this is the one with Vagomyosin, and you can easily just done that, no problem. But you start to think yourself looking like an idiot by shouting, "Is this the one with Vagomyosin?" It. I thought that was hilarious. Um, no problem. You know the film hadn't begun showing. Um, she wasn't any problem during the movie. At least I don't think she was anyway. Probably was in some ways. I just don't remember. But overall, it was a pretty funny experience. I really enjoyed the movie. The sequel, Halloween Kills, I didn't enjoy so much. I enjoyed the kills itself. But the story issues I didn't like. Like, for one, we didn't get enough Lloyd Strode. They took her out of the movie. For like the whole movie, almost. I think she showed up like, towards the end. Which I did not like. Because the whole movie is based on Michael Myers and... Lori Strode, so I didn't like that, but we'll see what the next Halloween movie, um, Halloween Ends, does, and how they try to quote-unquote end this franchise. My third experience, my third and final experience, was It, Chapter 2. For those who don't know, It is based on a book by Stephen King, who is a very famous horror um, writer horror novelist, whatever you want to call him. He's written a lot of great books over the years. Um, a lot, of, a lot of long, long, long books as well. <laughs> so I've never actually finished the Stephen King book. Based on uh, books like It, Doctor Sleep, um, what's the other one with the motel, with uh, Jack Nicholson's character? The Shining, that's the one, The Shining. Which is also... Based Doctor Sleep is also a sequel to that, but never mind. So it follows like this killer clown that haunts this t- tower. I can't remember what the town's called, and it stalks like its victims. Of course, it's a killer clown. K- killer clown. Why wouldn't it? The first movie was really good. I really liked it. It's very dark. Actually, I say I really liked it. I really liked the opening scene. Where Jordy dies, the little boy Jordy. The way his kill scene happened, oh my god, it was horrifying. But I like the setting of the scene. It's raining, um, it's quite dark, um, no one else is around. Georgie loses his kite because it goes into the sewer. And he asks his brother, Pewsy, to go out with him to go fly his kite, but unfortunately, his brother wasn't well. So he ends up losing his kite in the sewer, which then leads to Pennywise trying to get um, Georgie into the sewer to try and, you know, obviously kill him. And Georgie wants his um, kite back. So of course, he does what Pennywise asks off of him, and unfortunately, he dies by ripping off his arm. He either ripped off or chewed off his arm, which either way, it was very gruesome. But after that, that pretty much felt like the whole movie for me. Like that pretty much was only the good bit about it. Like there's a lot of disturbing, freaky, cool elements to the movie, but for some reason I just didn't enjoy it overall. It chapter two, um, I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> that was a movie that was really long. Um, like what I like about Stephen King, what he did with this movie. Well, in a, even in the book. For the first part, he focuses on the kids as kids. And then in, chap- in part two, he focuses on adults. 
They're the same characters, but they are now adults. And they are dealing with the trauma of Pennywise, the clown. Which I like. I like the concept there. So you see them as kids going through this trauma. And then you see them as adults going through this trauma. But the movie just did not work for me. One of the issues was, like again, the pace. The, the film was very long. The pacing was a bit slow. And it just felt like it dragged. And I just wasn't into it. That's chapter two, that is. But the experience was that me and my mate went to see it. And as we were waiting to uh, see the movie, there was an issue with the movie. The sound was playing, but there was no picture. <laughs> so we sat there like, wait a minute, what's, what's going on? Like, I can hear the sound, but there's no picture. And we're waiting for someone to come in, and no one eventually came in. But later on, like a couple minutes after we're waiting, the film stopped playing overall. And we had to wait again, like 10, 20 minutes, something like that, for the film to start again, but this time with picture. Which probably didn't help my cinema experience whatsoever. <laughs> it was quite annoying. It was quite late as well, for the most part. So it was a late-ish screening, so I was really tired. Uh, I had been in college the same day, so I probably should have waited the next day to go really see it. But that was a funny experience. <laughs> um, wasn't the best, you know. Techno issues happen all the time. It is what it is. You can't really do much about it. Um, I wasn't mad at anyone in the screening room or whatever. There's any stuff because again, but shit happens. It is what it is. But I did find it funny. Um, it did take me up the movie a little bit. Well, before the movie even started. But the pacing of the movie and the length of the movie just didn't help me at all. Unfortunately. But that was, you know, a full experience at least to witness. It wasn't my favourite story to tell, but it's quite, it's quite nothing there to retell really in terms of the story. Like it's not long, it's not really short, it's just there sort of thing. But I thought it'd be really, like, these stories would be really fun to tell, and I hope you guys enjoyed them. Until next time, I'm going to end the episode here. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Take care, stay safe, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.